Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, December the 10th, as we continue with numbers or our advent calendar for you guys. Um, today we get into Pearl Jam's 10. It was recorded March 27th through April 26th of 1991 at London Bridge in Seattle and released August 27th of 1991 on Epic Records. It's the first album from Pearl Jam, peaked at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200, and number one was Some Gave All by Billy Ray Cyrus. Thank you, Pearl Jam, for knocking that off. Oh, no, it didn't. That's what kept it from number one. Yeah. Mm. The despair in your face says it all, my friend. That's tragic. On the end of decade list, it was number 14. That's awesome considering it came out in 91. Mm. Um, Made the top 20 in 10 countries. Um, Diamond certified in the U.S., platinum or better in eight more countries, gold in seven additional. 264 weeks on the Billboard charts making it one of the top 15 charting albums ever. Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm still, I'm not over that yet. I'm not either, man. <laughs> I'm not either. Oh, and, man. And that just brings up Lil Nas X. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the band's previous name was Mookie Blaylock, who is a former NBA player. I used to collect a lot of sports cards. I know mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were forced to change the name. But still being big fans, they named their first album 10 after his jersey number. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I love that story. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Like, And the fact that they had a band name and they were like, no, we're Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> like, that's just, we told you. That's so cool. It's just so cool. I love so it. So the cover art has oh, the band members at the time of recording in a group pose, and they're standing in front of a wood cutout of the name Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and they've got their hands risen high and holding each other. It, it, it This, I feel, is one of the most iconic covers of the era um you know the, the easily recognizable that, but that just the easy concept purple, really it, it, it's easy so concept. it's so simple but so it effective. also shows such unity absolutely in, in my opinion in the band well um, they've been through all of their own whatever well, up there prior to being in this project together yeah. so their whole thing with doing this project was we're in this together, together. Yeah, and, and after the whole mother love bone, and you know the death of the singer, you know where where that band kind of disbanded and became something else. I think that showing this unity on the cover, you know, is such a. I think it was important for them. I think it was a great statement for them to make for each other. Yeah, to each other. Yeah, and 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 it and the the album does not disappoint either. Oh I mean, no, you know they did miss one. There's one opportunity that they did miss. They have eleven songs on the album. 10. That was that had to be deliberate. They were like, no, 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 it's not ten songs. Yeah. It's eleven songs. Don't get it twisted. That, it's still Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, yeah. But bassist Jeff Ament 
uh, actually constructed the wood cutout that's yeah. on the cover. Yeah. And he's credited for the album's artwork and art direction. Um, he said, quote, the original concept was about really being together as a group and entering into the world of music as a true band, a sort of all-for-one deal. Mm. Like the Musketeers kind of stuff. Except more yeah. of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I feel like this album is like an anthem album as well. You know, all the, I mean, you know, Alive, Jeremy, uh, Even Flow, Oceans, all, you know, they're all very anthematic songs on this, you know. you want I want to call this their masterpiece because... I mean, Pearl Jam does not have a bad record. Like, name any album that Pearl Jam has done that's bad. Yep, that's, that's just right. not that's a right. word I would use for what it is that Pearl Jam does. Because Pearl Jam constantly evolves. So the great thing about this album and what makes it special, specifically, with the whole catalog being considered, mm-hmm. is... Well, you know, just to make a Pearl Jam joke here, you get to watch them do the evolution. And <laughs> I like that. I like you that. You start here, yeah. and it all starts, starts here. There. Yeah. So, literally, you can listen to everything that follows and then go listen to it through this lens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, okay, yeah. No, it's, it's all there. It's all there forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel, I also feel one thing that I always. Uh, something I personally gravitate towards is what do you close your album with? You know, like what is it about, like what is, you know, I get it. The album opener should get you going into the album, but what do you, what's the last thought you have? And I feel like this has one of the best closing songs of any album, especially of that era um, uh, release. And it is, it's just that thing of like, you can hear the band like just pouring their soul out in the studio on this song. Well, and that's that's the interesting thing, and I'm glad you brought that up because you know it closes with release and uh, it begins with once, and all of that was done very deliberately, very specifically. This track listing was curated with a lot of care and thought put into it. Um, it's not listed on the album tracks, but um, there's a two-part track entitled Master Slave that opens and closes the album. It begins before once starts, and it starts around 10 seconds after release ends. They're not separate tracks. They're just part of those two songs and those tracks, mm-hmm. but... I thought that was interesting because as as a closing track, release, bomb. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they Brilliant. kind of did their own little intro and outro to the album mm-hmm. and didn't notate it necessarily, yeah. but used that, I felt like this is my opening thought. This is my final thought mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave you with. Yeah, they're like the like the bookends to the whole album. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that that the is... The rug really ties the room together, too. <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy won for best rock song. No, nominated. Nominated, yeah. Um, and best hard rock performance at the Grammys. It lost to Layla, 
from Eric Clapton's Unplugged and give it away. I'm going to give them give it away. Yeah, I'm going to give it away. Layla's not a new song at that point. Yeah, I think was, they were freaking robbed. Yeah, well... I do. I, I I think that Pearl Jam is the be, kind of band who doesn't really give much credit towards no. towards art awards. And this cemented that for them yeah. right off yeah. the bat. They yeah. were like, "This guy gets an award with a recycled song." Yeah. Um, yeah. Versus us, literally starting a new kind of genre. The world wasn't the ready band. for this in 1991. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the B side to Jeremy, uh, the single was Yellow Leadbetter, hmm. which is possibly my favorite Pearl Jam song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was later released on compilation albums and appears in the series finale of Friends. Um, it's the first time that Pearl Jam licensed a song for usage on TV, wow. and they weren't opposed to it. Their representative said, quote, it's simply a matter of the show's producers asking permission. Yeah. All you can do is ask. All you can do is ask, man. And they didn't say no. Yeah, right. Um, They reissued this album in four editions. On March 24th of 2009, a Legacy Edition, a Deluxe Edition, a Vinyl Edition, and a Super Deluxe Edition. Um, The extras include a remaster remix by Brendan O'Brien, who did Shake Your Money Maker, Core... Mm -hmm. And Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Um, They redesigned the packaging. There's six bonus tracks. Brother, Just a Girl, Breath and a Scream, State of Love and Trust, which I love that song, Mm -hmm. 2000 Mile Blues, and Evil Little Goat. Um, Aren't all goats evil? Sheep go to heaven. (laughs) Goats go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) There's a DVD of the 1992 MTV Unplugged uh, with unbroadcast versions of Oceans and Rockin' in the Free World. Mm. Um, the vinyl versions uh, have an LP of September 20th of 1992 concert at Magnuson Park in Seattle, a.k.a. the Drop in the Park, and a replica of the original Mama Son demo cassette and a replica of Eddie Vedder's composition notebook containing personal notes and mementos. That's so cool. This album made all three of the Rolling Stone greatest albums of all time list. At 2003 was number 207, 2012 was 209, and 2020 was number 160. I feel that's tragically low. It is. and But it... The, you should be encouraged that it moved up on yeah, the most recent. That's still tragically low. Well, it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2021, so mm. we had something to celebrate this year. My favorites were mm. Black, Porch, Garden, Alive, Once, yeah. and Oceans. Yeah, I mean... The, you, I like the whole yeah, the freaking whole, album. The whole album, you know, it's, it's, this is... This is, this is exactly one of the reasons that we started doing this entire podcast, is this album is just so solid and stands up it's a unified it, vision oh manifested yeah, perfectly yeah by you know and all the band members are just on top of their game you know like you've got jeff Ament, stone gossard uh mike mccready eddie vetter and dave christen 
just absolutely killing it and absolutely uh, defining what the grunge movement was all about in this album. Um, if you've not heard it, do yourself a favor, go out and listen to it today. Um, if you I, want to dig deeper, listen to the original and yeah. the 2009. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in all honesty, go, dig deep into the Pearl Jam catalog because this band, I'm sure we'll cover more of their stuff later on because this band is one of the best of all time, one of the best live bands of all time. And this was the album that kick-started their whole career and got everything going. Um, album for the day today, uh, December the 10th is 10 by Pearl Jam. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. And uh, if you have any requests, email us at albumfortheday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't a fortunate one. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit Add to Cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!